Paper scissors. We should keep track of it and like have a scoreboard. We're one, one, one to one. Tied. Tied. Episode seventeen. E- episode seventeen. Last time I wanted to say when we we're at sixteen, you got like sixteen bars. That would have been cool, but I missed that option. I thought about that when I watched the. <laughs> when you watch it, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. How's your week? Same old shit, man. Nice. Oh, we're in here on a different day, so I don't even know. Yeah, this is the beginning of the week. We usually record on Thursdays, and today is not Thursday. Well, we tried to do it yesterday, though, too. Yeah, I was. Jeff had a long day yesterday. I wasn't feeling it. Yeah, we don't. We want to give you our best content. So if one of us isn't feeling it, we're just gonna put it off. Thank God we got this guy Hurley, who's amazing, that works with us. So absolutely, he makes the magic happen. And he said, "You know what? You guys did the great thing. You ain't feeling it. We you shouldn't do it. You should do it when it's right. So it's right right now. Well, for Jeff, I don't know how I feel. (laughs) I haven't got a grip on the day yet. It's early in the morning. It's good. We're good to go. I mean, it's not really. It's let's be honest. It's ten (laughs) thirty. And people that are watching Jason's rocking probably the dopest shirt I've seen in a while. Yeah, my, this is my this is my uh, Father's Day gift from my mother. It's my dog, and it says Aaliyah on it. It's like an OG bootleg T-shirt. That's pretty dope. Pretty dope. Shout out to my mom's on that one. Pretty dope too. Yeah, man. Yeah, if anybody ever watches a show on YouTube, you probably see some dope shirts on here. Yeah, like we, your shirt. Let's talk about your oh. shirt real quick, man. It was a gift from me. It was a gift from Jason <laughs> from Western Front the Dispensary. Shout out to Western Front in Chelsea, Mass, yeah. for sure. Uh, I believe the guy's name is Mr. Gilmore. Yep, Mr. Gilmore is the uh, one of the owners uh, or the prominent owner. What was it? So he was a he's he's ninety six. He's still around. World War II uh, vet, correct? He was Marvin Gilmore. Um, if you guys want to read up on this guy, this guy is an interesting, interesting I man. Mean, uh, yeah, I've seen that uh he was the first black man to start a a bank on the east coast i believe it's the east coast he has a book out right now a biography it's pretty good i mean this guy is a man um i think he just i mean he's lived some life you know what i mean <sighs> loved a crazy life so let me tell the story real quick so i got a dm from western front uh last friday before i was heading into uh uh memoir with 50 cent and they said yo you should come by the dispensary before you're you're set tomorrow and i get stuff like that all the time right and i usually just like all right cool whatever and i don't really pay attention to it very much but i looked into the company a little bit and i saw that it, you know it was a person of color that owned it and it was a world war ii vet and I know how hard it's been for, I think it's been talked about in the media and local news around the Boston area too, how hard it is for a person of color to get a license 
to, they're still having trouble getting licenses right. to open dispensaries. So after peeping around, after the fact that I found out that it, it was a black owned, you know, business. Dispens- yeah. business and the guy's a World War II vet, like right. that alone. Yeah. Between those two things, I want to support. Right. Absolutely. But then I dug even deeper and I looked at the dispensary and it's not just the dispensary. It's an art gallery. They got music going on there. Like, how can I not want to support something? It's not your average dispensary right. as far as going in and looking at the bud and like just walking out like they're trying to make a whole moment out of it a whole experience experience in it. yeah yeah and in, in, you know a, again based upon it just being a black owned business and a World War II vet I want to support but then you add the arts and music to it I want to support in. it anymore I'm all in yeah. so I have a new dispensary that I'm going to support and, and I it's and in Chelsea, it's just, right? It's in Chelsea, Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea, Mass. And the, the staff over there is great. And they were so nice to me. And they gave me some free product. But me being me, I still bought a bunch of stuff because I wanted support. to support. Yeah, for sure. So, again, shout out Western Front. Love what you guys are doing. Love the scene. And, you know, thanks for the little care package of goodies I got. Cause that shit. Was well, thank good. you, Western Front too, because I got a, a little something out of it too. Yeah, Fifty Cent got one of those shirts too. Sick. You and Fifty got the same shirt. Ah. Western Front, one time. Little question of the week. Actually, we have questions of the week. Yeah, I got one, and shorter. you got one. Right. So we might have a third one too. Oh, I didn't see that. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'll start off with this one. All right, go ahead. Is it better to be freelanced? Well. In your case, is it better to be a freelance DJ? Yeah. Well, I think this question could obtain to you also. No, I, I agree. Or stick with one company, and meaning by that company, you work their venues in their venues only. Oh, they're, oh, I thought you were talking about, like, management company. Well, you could do it in that way, too. I'd rather speak about it that way. Okay, that's fine. Because there's a difference, because... A lot of these cats start out as freelancers, then they get picked up by uh, an agency. Like I had the opportunity, of, you know, being grabbed up by Mood Swing, which was, you know, one of the first actual DJ booking agencies. I think it was right. it was Mood Swing, and then there was uh, Four AM, Four AM Scam, Scam. That came later. There was William Morris. <clears throat> no, there's one that came out. Mood Swing was definitely the first for DJs. The second one was AM's one, and I forgot what it was fucking called. I'm so bad. Aoki was on it. Scene was on it. Fashion was on it. Something bored. Spider was on it. What was it called? We'll look that up. It was Travis's Barker. Travis Barker's uh, manager ran it. I can't remember. So Mood Swing was the first one, and then it was AM's little crew, mm-hmm. and then it was scam and then 4am was like the new york one right but as far as you know freelance you start off that way and then you build a buzz and then you know you once you have that buzz established then you can bring something to the table to get picked up Mm -hmm. because basically i don't know how to answer this question because freelancing is so different than having an agent you know what i mean you're still freelancing. But you're the agent itself. You are the DJ, the agent, everything. Yeah, yeah. The only thing difference is, all right, you hit me up, you want to do a date. Before, when I'm freelancing, I'll take care of it. But now I'll be like, yo, cool, let's do this date. Hit my guy, right, JoJo, at 
beatadick.com or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, that that's, a great, that's a great agency. But it's like <laughs> now he handles that. Mm-hmm. The difference is I'm going to have, we spoke about this last week. I'm going to have a hard time saying no to you. Right. Because we have a personal relationship. I'm a hard time telling you, listen, I need my rate. And you're going to be like, yo, but you're my guy. Right. That's. Well, I have $500. My rate is definitely not $500. <laughs> but I'm going to feel like, oh, I, I like this dude. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And at the same time, that person or you knowing me could take advantage of that and get me for $500 because you kind of put me in a corner. Right, right. Now, my agent over at whatever it is, JoJo, will is the regulator. Mm-hmm. He's that middleman. So, like, we were talking about it last week, how the buffer to say no. The buffer. <laughs> the yeah. buffers, man. Yeah. So, having, you still bring stuff, you still freelance when you have an agency, but you're still, you're bringing that to another person to handle the mm-hmm. business side of things. So, right. you don't, again, look like the bad guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, artists have a middle guy, so that they don't, they're not the ones saying no to you. They have, Jack over here that'll say no to you so they don't look like instead of oh can I get a picture instead of that artist saying no right his manager or bodyguard be like shut it down now on the other end do you think that if you stick with one company and we're not talking about management we're talking about club owner that kind of circuit well that doesn't come around very often though. very true but do you get like pigeonholed into that like if you worked only for Tau Group but yeah. I don't think there's any DJs that just only work for Tau Group. Oh, that's true. Okay. That's fair. You know, I'm in a different situation because of the market. Okay. Yeah. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, so I can't play another venue within the market, but Tau Group's not going to tell any of their DJs they can't play another venue in New York City. Right. You know what I mean? So it's different. I'm in, you know, working for Big Night in Boston. You guys only have like three other clubs. No. In New York, there's like a hundred lounges for DJs. You know what I mean? There's a lot more clubs than three, but yeah, I agree. Maybe three other companies that that have all the clubs under their management. Yeah, but again, I haven't been to anywhere but Cure Sundays. (laughs) (laughs) Rest in peace, Cure. Rest in peace. We have more questions? Yeah, ask Jeff, it says. <laughs> oh, ask me. <laughs> Thanks. Yo, friend hits you up, right? It's yep. super late, son. Like, super late, dog. Uh, they're not the, my friend no more. The club is already at capacity. Damn. And, and they want you to say to them, wait, what? The club is at capacity. Yeah. What do you in the, they're obviously trying to get in, obviously. Right. So what do you say? What do I to say them? to them? Yeah. First I'm like, Bro, you serious? <laughs> a I do answer because I always answer texts. Do you it, think uh, it matters how important that person really is? Yes and no. If it's it does though. It does. Like some like if it's a close friend, they totally get it if I say no. And I'm others like, don't be understanding of it too. Yeah, yeah. If it's just a customer but i'm close with them it's tough i mean i usually don't say no do you have levels of like how, yeah, like there's many levels there's there's, there's a 500 dollars th- table buyer that buys a table every yeah. week for 500 he, the he, cops outside and they won't let anybody else in sorry yeah. i can't do anything but tonight. you have your three thousand dollar <laughs> table guy that wants to come in how close are you let me uh let me see what i can do <laughs> yeah so there's levels to that shit. there's levels of the shit and, yeah 
and people need to understand that. Yeah, but don't yeah don't hit somebody super late and think that because that means you are at another club, which is fine. You can go to other clubs. I don't want you to come to my club every single night. But if you're you're obviously leaving that club because it sucked. And you spent money and, there. Yeah. Because yeah, so, obviously if they're hitting you up, they had a table at this other spot. And, and they did. tier spot. It's yeah. too late to buy it's a table. It's too late. Guess what? Suck it up for that night. Next time, always go with me. So that's my wow. answer to that one. That's a good answer. Because I know I used to go to the box late night in New York. Yeah, that's different. You finish DJ. But the door would be that. shut down. Yeah. And they would only let special, special people in. Well, you're way. very, very special. I wasn't. I'd always have to wait. <laughs> All right, here's one f- and the third and last one. If you guys could host and DJ one place, so the I host as Jeff London VIP host and, and I would DJ, be the DJ one place in the world together. Where would it be? And could I get a comp? This is my boy Jeff. <laughs> yes, you can get a comp. I'll tell you where I would be. Okay, go. Somewhere warm and tropical. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's it a doesn't. fact. I think it would be. I think I don't know. Where do you want to go on vacation together, bro? We go to Jamaica together. No, Jamaica is too hard because Jamaica's not known for that. Like I've been to Jamaican parties, <laughs> yeah. and they're a little. Right. There's like guys at the door with like machine guns, bro. Is Bora Bora nice for you? Yeah, but they don't got clubs. Here. I'd say. Yeah, ready. I'm ready. I would say Dubai. Or Ibiza. You're right. And Jeff, come get your comp. We'll be there. <laughs> oh, thanks for your questions, guys. Yeah, thanks for really appreciate it. As always, hit us up. I'm the promoter. He's the DJ. DM us. Email us at that. Yeah. Or just reach out to us. Yeah. Everybody's hit coming our personal up DMs. Yeah. We'll answer back. We even post yeah. it up there so you follow our uh, I'm the promoter. He's the DJ Instagram and shit, yo. <laughs> You ready? I'm ready. Here it is. <laughs> well, with that theme song, that brings us to our new uh, feature of the week. Our segment. We new segment that new people segment. are loving. So shout out everybody that's been yeah. here that's saying how much they love these uh, little new addition segment to our show. So... I, I probably get the most uh, feedback on these Yelp reviews and that. People I mean, are just are loving them. So I tell hey, Jay- You know what the best part is? You can't make this shit up. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I can't not make this shit up. So shout out to Josh. He implemented, uh, you know, on the screen last week. If you watch it on YouTube, you get to actually see. see yeah, that's the, uh, see that we're not making this up. They're yeah. actually. I couldn't, I couldn't make this up. There's no way I could make this up. <laughs> last week when I watched the playback and you were like, this place sucks. I go, no, Jeff, no, read it verbatim, bro. It just says, it says sucks. sucks. Yeah. That's pretty um, awesome. So Jason hasn't seen these, and I'm hiding them from him because I want to see his his reaction. So we'll start off. You ready, Jason? Yeah, let's go, number one. Actually, not. Jami V, J-A-M-I, Jami. I don't know. Jami V says. Jamin. <laughs> Jami. J- Maybe it's Jamie. I don't know. I don't you know. picked out that honey thing earlier in the I car. Did. That's pretty good. We were a group of six women celebrating a bachelor party. It started off as a good night, good drinks, good music. But then towards the end of the end, there was this really drunk guy that would not back away, literally attempting to grind his junk against <laughs> us all. The bride-to-be stepped away and told him to stop and go away. 
he then got all defensive and even his friends had to hold him back because he was trying to go after her his friend was very apologetic on his behalf then in quotes james came to the quotes rescue and talked to this other guy then james started to yell at us saying we were going to get kicked out at any place I've ever been to, if a drunk man is starting an argument with an indefensive woman and gets combative, he gets kicked the hell out. For this reason, we will never be back, and we will definitely tell our bad experience here. James, F you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James, F you. Yeah. And your little pecker trying to grind up on innocent women. You little pecker. <laughs> Your little dicky dude. You know what a dicky dude is, right? We used to call my nephew that little dicky dude because his stomach stood out farther than his dick, dude. <laughs> oh, Treyo. Treyo, what do you Treyo have to say? Treyo says this is the worst of the worst. I wouldn't send my redheaded stepchild here. <laughs> Bouncers are a bunch of wannabe tough guys and kicked us out for no reason after spending a grand there. Keyword, dust. <laughs> Wait, I don't get that. What is keyword dust? Mean? I don't know, but that's hilarious. You put a keyword. This must be some like down south shit. Like dust. Dust. I don't know. What was it? Oh, maybe he was like doing Andrew's love. <laughs> I don't know. The bouncers are a bunch of wannabe tough guys. I'm sure Isn't that what they get paid to do? I think so Duh Ooh this one looks like it's juicy Alright So Tim M <laughs> Tim M says He gave one Wait wait wait, wait. Hold yeah. on I'm sorry guys You have to understand There's some people that have pictures That go with their yelps <laughs> oh, yeah. And the bad ones have no pictures So oh, these yeah, people yeah. totally went out of their way To write these right. reviews And they probably never wrote a review On any other yelp <laughs> before ever So Tim and I'm, I'm sorry Jeff Go ahead Tim M Gives it one star But he says I had an excellent experience That was ruined by a bartender Was he like the meth bartender from last week? He could have been Maybe this is the same place It might dude. be the same place <laughs> It was my friend's bachelor party, and we were all having a blast. That was until the bartender ruined it. We asked for six shots, and he said, no, you're not getting shots. He had blonde hair. was an absolute dick. Get them blondes or dicks. <laughs> On the bright side, another bartender had seen this happen. A nice lady with brown hair. What the fuck? She told me not to worry about him and asked me what she could do for us. When I had my friend go ask why he didn't give me the shots, he said I wasn't being an asshole, but he had no reason to say or think that. Word for word, I asked, may I, have, may I please have six shots of the cheapest liquor you have? <laughs> we were balling on a budget. Oh, my God. He had terrible judgment, and I'll never forget. He killed the mood. We call people like him a buzzkill. Never in my life have I been treated like that by a bartender. Outside of that one bartender, it was a great place. Affordable drinks, friendly staff, outside of the buzzkill, and good music. There was a, They have a great atmosphere, and the girls that go there have great smelling hair. What is this guy's <laughs> inside is, joke, I oh guess? Oh, my God. That's what, in parentheses, no, what is that? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I failed English. Uh, outside of that buzzkill, it was a great night. The poor judgment of a one man put a damper on a night. I will never forget that. I would have given this bar restaurant five stars if it wasn't that one employee. Maybe I'm a spiteful individual, but I was really rubbed the wrong way. <laughs> Rubbing something. <laughs> I know what happened here. 
I mean, he had no more money. He was balling on the budget. What happened was this bartender was taking care of this bachelor party all night, and they weren't tipping him shit. Because they were balling on a budget. Yeah. Wait, it was a bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bachelor yeah, party. Yeah. So they probably weren't tipping this guy. Right, and he was just sick of it. He's like, you guys are assholes. Like, 100%. Pouring like eight drinks at a time, they're giving him like a dollar tip. And then if somebody says the cheapest liquor you have. What would that be? I mean. Wild turkey. It depends. I mean, at a cl- <laughs> at a club, I think the lowest thing is like is well is what they call well. So it's yeah, would it whatever. Be like Mr. Boston. I mean, it'd be vodka. some no name, but at a, at a bar, it could be like the grossest thing I've ever. It could be like the fucking over ninety nine bananas. Like <laughs> oh my god, did you ever drink ninety nine bananas? We used to drink it with like Bailey's, and it would be like a dirty like. Dirty, dirty drink, banana, dirty, dirty banana. banana, or some shit like that. You're a dirty banana. Oh god, I can't believe I used to drink. That's like all sugar, dude. I might have had a shot of it a couple of weeks ago. No, you're lying. I didn't think they make it anymore. They do. They, they cost ninety nine cents. That's why they call ninety nine bananas. It cost ninety nine cents at the liquor store. Ugh. Me and Bonnie might have, and she never tried one before. I tried it. She will never That's ever like drink that again. That's like we're talking like golden schlager. Gold schlager's gross. Ugh. What I can't drink anymore, we should play that game. What I can't drink ever yeah. again is Southern Comfort. Oh, why? Because you had SoCo Limes, too many of them? <laughs> no, because when I was a kid, I was, like, getting drunk off my stepmom's Southern Comfort. And, it's like, when you get older, it's, like, grosses you out. That and Patron, I can't Cafe drink. Patron. Either. Caf- Pat- Patron oh. Cafe, I can drink. Regular Patron, I cannot. I can no longer drink regular Patron either because it gives me agita and it just fucks me up, like, yeah. the next day. Well, that was another awesome segment yeah, of Yelp so Reviews. Oh, we learned a lot about people in these Yelp Reviews. All right. So, yeah, go here, Jeff. New segment. Jeff had a, a, an inquiry from me, and uh, let's go. It, it actually wasn't. Well, I gotta give sh- like shout out to a shout out to do. I mean, uh, all the people that listen. I think this one's from John, my boy John Connecticut. He was asking, you know, or DJs that listen to this, you know, shout out all the DJs. We really appreciate y'all, man. And you know, I sh- I spend you know spread my love and try my best to to actually acknowledge all y'all because I appreciate all y'all. You know who gave you a shout out that was pretty good on the end of the day? Pauly D. Shout out to Pauly D. Shout out my guy Pauly D. He even Pauly me, get on the show, will you? Hurry up. He put me on the mic. He dude he fucking cut the music off Sunday and had me sing uh uh Mr. Brightside. <laughs> and you're terrible well you're a decent singer. No, I actually got a compliment. Said somebody said you sound really good. I never knew you were a singer. Who was it? The deaf guy that was doing security? It was Ray Charles. <laughs> Ray Charles is blind, bro. He's not deaf. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my always go to joke. Who designed this parking lot? Ray Charles. <laughs> yeah, it is too early in the morning, son. All right, but we don't do enough. Uh, I think maybe we tell some stories and stuff. We don't do talk about the actual DJing itself. So um, we're gonna have a DJ Jason Smith kind of like tip of the week. Or yeah, I'll keep it short because I know a lot of people, you know, also don't DJ either. So I don't want to take up too much time. And you take up enough time. Hell yeah, I do. Ready? Yeah. The tip of the week. Let's talk about 
beat matching. Well, let me start off by saying it's totally different now than it was when I came up. First of all, back in the 60s, I used to walk to school in three feet of snow. <laughs> Uphill both ways. Moccasins and shorts on. Well, yeah, what's up with Boston and people wearing shorts in the middle of the winter? Never mind. That's a different story for a different time. <laughs> Beat matching. Give it to me. It's different now than it was back in the day. We didn't have computers to uh, do all this stuff. So the computers tell you now what BPM you're at. And if you don't know what a BPM is, it's beat per minute. So it's how many beats are, you know, within a minute span. Again, please don't rip me for shit. I don't know the proper terms of this shit. I didn't come up watching YouTube videos and tutorials, and I don't have the the light, the right excuse lingo, me, the right lingo for yeah. these things or the right terminology. It's just the Jason Smith way. It's just my way. Yeah. So what I used to have to do is I used to have to literally sit with a, with my watch and yeah. count the beats. What kind of beat do you count? The bass, the hit. What the, do you count? I would count. All of them. I'd count the kick and the snare. Okay. All right. By the bars. And you'd count it up. Come, I forgot the, the, the math behind it. But then you'd write that. No, you'd just write the BPMs. And I used to write it on the records. So I knew what worked. And then after I kind of figured out on my own in my head what BPMs were at, then I would just play. So would you line up your records like 90 BPMs? No. no. They were just... just my, my records were never in any specific order at all. Mm-hmm. So, but like uh-huh. going back, like now you could look at the computer screen and match up the beats. Mm-hmm. Before Serato and the computers came out, you would have to match up the beats using your ear. Now, what do you have to do if you're eleven thirty? You're playing at low nineties. Yep. We got to get going. We got to get up to 120. But let me, there's a difference though. You could be at 90 and you could have a, a, a song that has low energy and you could be at 90 BPMs and have a song that's high energy. Mm-hmm. That's the difference too. Right. My issue still to this day, I remember when I was coming up, this DJ was like, yo, you play too many like low energy songs. And I go, how am I playing low energy songs? I'm at like 100 BPM. Mm-hmm. I never realized that it does matter. Like the energy of the song is different. You know what I mean? You could play the same BPMs and have an energetic set, or you could play the same BPMs and have a low energy. So it's I always had a hard time gauging between staying at a, a high energy pace. Sometimes I'd play a record and be like, "Damn, I shouldn't have played that." Like this is like kind of low in energy. Mm-hmm. So now, so for you guys that don't understand, when we mix records, the reason why we're wearing headphones is because what is playing in my headphone is what I'm thinking that i might play next and why i'm doing that i always have one headphone on and one headphone off because my other ear is listening to what's playing at the moment for you so my one ear that's uncovered is hearing the same music that that you're hearing like the 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 headphone on my left ear is usually what i'm coming up to play and i'm trying to match that with my ears and I still do that. I don't look at my computer often. Like people get stuck and lost in their computer because you can. On right. the computer, you can just line up these lines. Almost. Right, right. It's not that easy. But so when I try to teach people how to DJ, 
which I don't often do. I cover up that grid. Like so that. you learn from your ear, and then you can use that grid later on as a as a backup tool. Mm-hmm. Rather, learn how to really beat match. Don't learn how to like make things match on a computer. Right. Visually, don't match things visually. Match them the way it should be. So, you know that's that's BPM matching and shit. Like so that. your tip of the week is to start practicing without without the guide of a visual. Use your ear. Learn how to count. Learn how to count. Hurley, you know how to count. He counts to ten a lot. Hurley's a good DJ. Have you heard him? Yeah. I gave him a shout last week. He was very well played at uh, Empire. Ooh. Had a nice dinner and a nice dinner music. Shout out early. Yeah, man. That's my shit of the week. I like that. So, say, oh, send send what you want to hear some tips about uh, next week into on the promoter of the DJ. Questions of the week, tips you want. You can tip us off on a good Yelp review. You know? Can we Be start interactive. A Yelp? Huh? Can we start a Yelp for our show? <laughs> I mean, there's Yelps for jails. Whoa. Wow! Did wow. you know that? No. <laughs> How did you find a Yelp for jail? Were you in trouble? <laughs> no, no, I think somebody posted a Yelp oh. review about one of the jails there. Right? Ooh, that one looks great. Three and a half stars. Wait, let me Google. Nice this. rooms. <laughs> uh, I would not only Yelp reviews. Yeah, man, they exist, bro. Oh, that's bad. Oh, my God, it does come right up. Ten funniest prison jail reviews on Yelp. <laughs> no, I'm good. Oops, sorry. Stay far away from that. <laughs> Three phones. Sorry, my phone was vibrating. Folsom Prison. Asked to check. <laughs> I can't even read it. Do it's it. So funny. Asked when checkout time was, and I was told 12.15. <laughs> it seemed oddly specific. But when I called over to the guard to let her know I was ready to check out, she refused to let me. <laughs> Had to escalate to the manager, a Mr. Warden. He informed me checkout was actually 12 to 15. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Clark County Detention Center, King County Detention Center. Dude, they're all up on here. San Quentin, Cook County. Ooh, Cook County got five stars, bro. <laughs> a unique <laughs> Memorable lodging and dining experience in Chicago can be found here. <laughs> Rikers Island's up there, South Rikers Island. He's lived like right next door to Rikers Island. People have a lot of time on their hands. I mean, you got ten to fifteen. You do. Yeah, I guess so. So where do you want to go? Story time, or do you want? What do you? What, what, Let's go a little story time action. All right, let's go. Gather around, kids. It's story time with Uncle Jeff. The names have been left out to protect the guilty. Now, here's a little story I got to tell you. Yep, it's that part of the week again. Jeff in his story times. Always coming correct, man. What do you got this week, Jeff? Well, since we're close enough and when this comes out. Close enough to what? This one's called Canadian July 4th. Damn, July 4th is like two weeks away, bro. Crazy. My birthday's next week. Little John, come to if you're in the area. Me and Little John at Memoir. Jason Smith, Little John, Jeff London birthday party, Sunday night, Memoir. He's June my friend. Tw- June 27th. Be there. Be there or be square. Yes. <laughs> All right, Canadian July 4th. I befriended a 
Boston Bruins hockey player. Did you say A a lot? Yeah. Like, let's go to the bar, eh? Well, he was underage. A. <laughs> Literally. B. So, befriended this guy. He was notorious around Boston for running around clubs. Naked? Underage. Oh. Uh, getting himself in trouble here and there. Going streaking? Uh, just doing a bunch of stupid shit in the city. and Well, of course, he's that age where, like, not only that, he's got money. He won a Stanley Cup. At, like, 19 or 20? Yeah. He actually has a Stanley Cup tattoo that's spelled wrong on him. That's sick. That's funny. That's pretty amazing. Well, the ch- sorry, championship is spelled wrong on him. Uh, but I, I can't, like, at that age, being a professional, you know, Hockey player and having money, yeah, I would like the yeah, world. I'd do the like, same thing. Yeah, you, you could say go fuck you to anybody almost. Yeah. So and it's fun. He's running around doing yeah, and you're yeah. that age where you could fuck up your life still and like come out the other. Yeah, he's, okay. yeah, the yeah. The moral of the story is this guy's doing great now, still in the NHL, and he's you know ten years later is successful. He's calmed down a lot. So he calls me up. Having a July 4th party, I rented the biggest house in the Cape. We're going to have a blowout. Perfect. We head down there. I believe it was the night before or that night of July 4th. We get down there. Amazing house on the uh, Cape Cod. Amazing beach house, like bedrooms among bedrooms. It was awesome. But we didn't have a lot of phone service down there. We, I, I'm not sure who brought it up or somebody brought it up and told him, I think you just got traded, bro. No shit. And he's like, what? He's like, I have no service here. Oh my God. His manager's probably caught trying to like, yeah, like yeah. trying to get a hold of him and shit. Oh my God. An hour later when we figured out homeboy got traded. Wow. So he's like, well, not only is this going to be a July 4th party. But it's a going away party. It's going away party. We're going to have this house and we're going to, like, have the best party ever. We invited everybody. Invited everybody. The party was so crazy that a couple things. There were fireworks lit off inside the house. Bet you didn't you that set off the fire alarms. Oh no! In such a million dollar mansion they rented, it goes like it trips it secretly to the fire department. The fire department comes oh, down there directly, directly down there. They were like, couldn't believe that it was this guy doing it, and then come to realize that all the firefighters' daughters and sons were at this party as well. <laughs> so it got crazy, real, real crazy. One of the best parties I've been to. There were Patriots players there. There oh, were awesome. rap stars. They were. It was like the biggest party I've ever been to. I like that. So <laughs> the fireworks going up. Like we just blew it out. And you know he was obviously sad that he got traded. We were sad. We were friends for years and everything like that. But that's part of the business. Yeah, it's like you know that's gonna yeah. happen. And shit. So the next morning, the neighbor comes over. Oh my god. And we stayed up late that night, slamming on the door. Oh, bam, bam, bam. But this is years ago, so you were younger then too, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's probably like it has to be like seventy years ago. I don't know. It could be oh, more. Still, I could, I could look up when I, he got I traded. Hate yeah, that, like feeling. Ugh. 
slamming the fire department didn't care like the they told the police that just you know, the neighbors cared yeah, yeah, the, yeah this one neighbor cared she said boom i was like oh man i was like to the the hockey player it's in your name you probably should go answer the door <laughs> he was like i don't care whatever so and he's probably a little bit half drunk still you're like you're famous go answer yeah. the door they'll and probably so let us she go. he opened the door and we just all heard her screaming I can't believe you did this. You ruined the neighborhood. It's July 4th. How unpatriotic, how un-American you are. Like, this is, like, oh America's Day, July 4th. And he looks at her and he goes, I'm, I'm Canadian, Canadian, and slams the door. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my story time. That's a good one. And that's Canadian July that, 4th. That was, I, I had a feeling that was going to be the outcome of that. It's, it's story time with Uncle Jeff. Yes, I hit the wrong button, and and that's gonna happen from time to time. Well, PNN. What are you what are you researching over there? Are you taking emails? This just in: breaking news from the PNN network <laughs> with your host Jeff London. What is this week's PNN news? So some positive news about space. It looks really cool, actually, the pictures. That's what yeah. I was looking at. So I didn't realize, like, <laughs> we shoot a lot of shit into space and we just leave it there. Yeah, I heard it like, there's, well, there's a song by this DJ named Wolf Gartner, I think his name was. Was his name Wolf Gartner? Wolfgang Gartner or some shit. And it was called Space Junk. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a pretty dope record. But anyways, I heard about that there's just mad shit out there flowing around. They say in tens of thousands of pieces of space junk are just orbiting the planet. It's almost like, like the plastic that's in the ocean, almost. Very good. Disgusting. So defunct satellites, flakes of paint, like, but they're all putting these satellites at risk, and obviously probably the spaceships. Yeah, because too. something yeah. hits that. Oh, that almost happened a few weeks ago when that uh, Japanese or the Chinese aircraft took off yeah and it almost hit bur- something and it burned in yeah. yeah i think it hit the indian ocean so we were safe but no they had to avoid something heading to the international space oh station. really yeah oh, i thought the one about they returning were to- it was almost into it was almost uh in gonna conclu- collide with it sorry it's early <laughs> collide <laughs> so there's tens of thousands of space rubbish rubbish i love that they travel at speeds of Twenty-two thousand miles an hour. Fuck. So something serious as like a small bolt or a screw could just destroy. It's like a bomb. destroy it's like a satellite. A yeah, yeah. So they've come up with a couple of solutions of how to get rid of space junk. One is they're they're putting up this. It's called Clear Space One. It'll be a mission just to catch. Rubbish from orbit. I don't know how they're going to catch something. That's and like, who's 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 behind this? Us, the United States, or just a just a company? No, it's just a company. That's yeah. Oh, well, okay. I, sure, I assume so they probably working. came up with this solution. They're probably going to try to they, sell it. They or, probably sold it to NASA. Yeah, <laughs> I see. I see. Okay, so it's called Clear Space One, and it's due to launch in 2025, and it'll capture 100 kilos of. Uh, of space junk, which 100 kilos would be... See, this is a definitely a European company, for sure. Yeah, well, yeah. Hold on. 100 kilos times... It's 2.2 pounds per kilo. <laughs> this, Look at this guy. 220 <laughs> pounds. You're so smart. 
yeah. So it's <laughs> trying to. So it's gonna get this. Uh, 220 pounds, which is nothing, I guess. But maybe they send it up all the time. I don't know. But that's that's like, I mean, there's millions of, I guess, one thing at a time. Was there stuff flying around in uh, Spaceballs? <laughs> that's a great movie. <laughs> Shout out Spaceballs. The second thing they're going to come up with is a Japanese company, Kyoto University. I've been to Kyoto, Japan before, actually. Have oh. joined forces to develop what they hope will be the world's first satellites made out of wood. So set to launch in 2023. That's amazing. The shell of the no, satellite. No, not 20. Oh, tw- I thought I saw 2030. I apologize. Yeah. Set the launch in 2023. And then the satellite's going to be up there for seven years. And when so the shell of the satellite will be made from timber. So when it comes down to it just to the Earth up. as it reenters the atmosphere, it just burns up. That's amazing. So no more space junk. Just like a flying ball of wood, but I guess it would hit the ocean. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> no, it would. It would Probably disintegrate before it even got into yeah, the atmosphere. I mean, going that fast. Yeah. Wow, that's great. I love that. No more space junk. You got to think about it. Like, wait, wait, wait. You think they have Yelp reviews for space junk? No, definitely not. Only jails. <laughs> Only jails. So let me ask you this. I don't know the question to this. I mean, the question. No, I know the fucking question. I just don't know the answer. What's the answer? <laughs> so Elon Musk sent a Tesla car. Right. Where is that car right now? Just floating around yeah, in space junk now? Yeah. Cool. Well, that, that that was probably very helpful for the sky. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. Unless it has like partial satellite or something on it that we don't know about. It probably definitely has a tracker on it. Track D's. <laughs> and on that note. And on that note. <laughs> follow us at. I am the promoter. He's the DJ. IG and our Gmail. Like I said, he I'm the promoter. He's the DJ at Gmail. Check, you know, hit us on uh, our Gmail. You know, we're on we're on them all. We're on uh, we're little taking, TikTok. We're, we're taking bookings everything. to host your nightclubs <laughs> yeah. and uh, all that stuff. I am Jason Smith Music on Instagram, and my man to the left of me, in front of me, is what Jeff London underscore. It's right below here. Jeff London underscore. And make sure you get that merchandise. We're going to come up with some new t-shirts. Yeah, merch is dope. Bignightshop.com. Get some merchandise. Rep us. Yeah, get that merch because it's kind of fire. And it's got yeah. my dog on it. <laughs> yeah, that's a dog. Shout out to Aaliyah. Shout out my dog, Aaliyah. I well, see you, baby. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Jeff London, DJ Jason Smith.